Like most people, you've probably heard of the Salem Witch Trials, which involved burning witches at the stake in oldie times in Salem, Massachusetts, right? Well, in fact, if that's what you think, you've already got a couple things wrong. You should probably check out our podcast, Strangeful Things, to learn a whole bunch of stuff I bet you didn't know. And we know you probably love Acadia, but this is a ladies-only episode because we decided it was time for women to tell the story of this tragedy for once. Go to strangefulthings.com or find us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Our Salem episode was published in the fall of 2017, but it's a good listen anytime. Have we checked out his ears? Henry Deaver. The devil is in Castle Rock. Well, everybody, if you're listening to this, then you've already watched episode seven of Castle Rock, entitled The Queen. I am uh, Sad Acadia Einstein, here with Sad Hannah Selector, and we are convening a very somber meeting of the Castle Rock Historical Society. Hi, Hannah. How you holding up? I've been better. Yeah. I am. I'm bummed. I also feel bad that I, I said I didn't know how I felt about him in the last episode, you know, and, and just, I, if I had a horn, I would play some taps, but <laughs> yeah. I don't. It, usually everybody that, if you're just joining us or this is the first time you started listening to the show, Hannah and I like to talk when the when it's super fresh in our minds before we've had time to pick it apart and everything like that, just give overall impressions about what we thought of the episode and it will be chock full of spoilers. So if you haven't watched it, go watch it and then come back. But, uh, I mean, I think that it goes without saying Hannah, probably that this was by far the empirically best episode of television. Castle rock has produced to this point. Not Yeah, I think so. It's yeah. not my favorite episode of the series, no. but I understand why this would be the one that critics would respond to the best. Yeah. I it, think... it was very poignant and well done. Yeah. And I think that the the fact that they I guess the thing that bugs me the most about it is is the thing that we kept saying it could never be X. All signs point now to that it was just X. And I think you had texted me it, that. Yep. Um that you were, I'm just mad because I wanted it to not just be the saddest disease ever, and it was. Yeah, come on, Stephen. What yeah. the hell? <laughs> so, I mean, no, go ahead. I'm all lost. <laughs> I know. We're both, like, puffy-eyed and, and, and bleary. Mine is so, from my disease, though, so oh, I'm still super well, tough. <laughs> mine's from crying. So... You know, for those of you who may not have listened to a hot take episode before, we've kind of taken to having three moments that gave us emotions that are extreme in one way or another. Uh, I think we're doing another shared one 
this time, just like we did last time. My mm-hmm. first, my first emotional reaction before the end of the episode was, "Gosh, and now I've forgotten what I was going to say." And uh, no, oh, the bedroom. No, I remember. I remember. When Molly came to the door to talk to Ruth, we answered one of my long-standing questions. She was indeed awake, and she thinks that Molly did the right thing. So, that was a big reveal, and at the time that I first watched the episode at that moment, I'm like, oh, this is huge, but it feels very small now, and I not st- as not as fulfilling as it was initially. I still think that it's big, and I still think that... Um, yeah, it is. I think that one of the and and the other thing that you'll hear a lot in the in the hot takes is us going nope can't talk about that got to wait till tomorrow when we do the deep dive <laughs> the right. why Molly even showed up what made her even think that how why what set of circumstances made her believe that something terrible was going to happen that that I think we really need to to press on tomorrow night because it was super rando that she just popped in it is and it also isn't because i like at least the connection that i drew about why she showed up suddenly made sense to me Mm -hmm. hopefully i am not majorly wrong i also kind of resent this episode because i think i'm gonna have to eat crow on a few theories which is never fun crow is disgusting and nobody wants to eat it i i opened my mouth and a bunch of feathers just popped out like i got nothing my whole construction of the show is gone well or is it Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. I flew too close to the sun. I knew I was going to have to walk back some stuff, but this episode does some several several walkings back. I think as the as the uh, fan critical crew called it, we may have gone a fridge too far with our theories. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Oh, it's joyless. It's a joyless laugh. Nothing makes me no happy right now. So what was your what was your first thing? My first one WTF was thing. the fact that they made it Pangborn, even though I am now utterly, totally convinced that it was not the same where. So, but it was still Pangborn, the magic that he taught Ruth in the bed. Magic was a part of his character from the beginning. And not only him teaching her the magic but her using the magic later in the episode really was Mm -hmm. it was a lovely way to show the non gruff side of pangborn i think i would say you know what i mean yeah um and i and given what happens i realize now after i look at what my three things are the you know the obvious big one at the end they're both pangborn being extraordinary so go on so i don't get all off the track yeah i mean <laughs> they they really switched so too just so they could kick you in the teeth at the end of the show but yeah. i did enjoy those moments where he wasn't being a bristly cop mm-hmm. or what have you or saying fuck <laughs> yeah fucking kid and (laughs) my second thing is really less serious i have one other comedic take i don't know if wendell's gonna be able to go to the mall at freaking 10 p.m or when ruth sent him off with money no it just doesn't make any sense this boy is only 15 and the adults in his life are expecting too much of him in terms of like, here's some money. Get out of the house for several hours. He can't get into bars. It's late. It's nighttime. What? What is she? 
Well, I think she would have been a better moment or better served her to just kind of be like, you need to leave the house because I think you're unsafe. Go across the street to Molly, Molly whatever her name, Molly Strand's house. And call the police. So that gave me pause to think. It was kind of funny, I guess, in a in a not funny way, because also I was really worried about Wendell for the whole episode. That's true. I'd been I had been worried about Wendell since last episode when, you know, we didn't know what had happened in the house, so that was all trouble. Right. And also no Ubers and Castle like he's Rock. Fine. Yeah, he's fine. There but, is a. Didn't they get a lift or something? Oh, never mind. They just had a regular taxi, I guess. Just a taxi, which in up there. That's- no meters either. They would just name a random price for how much it would cost to take you to the place. Oh, boy. Nine dollars. <laughs> I only take cash. And I don't have any change. My second ah. one. And this one, this one broke my heart. Like, just, this was a Sissy SpaceX episode, obviously. The way they right. shot it, the the journey that she took us, the the fact that she so gloriously, even though there were a bunch of over the top things happening happening around her, the fact that she never succumbed to overacting, everything right. was. I'm taking this in as a normal human being because I accept that this is my, you know, if I'm scared, I'm, people are going to know I'm scared, but I'm not running around wailing. You know, if I'm, if I'm sad, right. I'm not going to be, you know, rolling around on the ground like you and I are right now. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the, the thing that you could make a case that this was Scott Glenn's best performance because him on the steps in the in the coda the when he finally when they showed that time that he came to investigate the gunshots and he was standing there yes. you know jumping from foot to foot like a nervous high school kid mm-hmm. that was uh was, that was really good yes it was it was all brilliant and very sweet and i i resent it terribly <laughs> i don't i don't like to feel my own feelings no no it was a problem but i think that yeah. that the the fact that they took the care to to i don't know give us that and and in the deep dive i'll explain why i sort of maybe think it's not everything we think it is but for now we're left with it's a really good thing that she said don't leave right which by the way book ended pretty fucking perfectly with you didn't leave and it was a mistake so she learned from it. Mm-hmm. God damn it. <laughs> Irony is a cruel bitch, that's yeah. for sure. So I guess we have to I guess we have to get right into it, right? You guys know what we're gonna say. God damn it. Pangborn died! <laughs> he died. What the hell? I I knew when she fired the gunshots, I it, it's in my notes, I said it out loud while I was watching it, of like, she shot Pangborn, not the kid. Everybody knew it. We all knew it. But I still wanted it to not be him when they, you know, moved the camera. I I was so upset. It's She fired a whole clip into him, or whatever you call it. Uh, I mean, a whole, the whole cylinder. Yeah, the whole wheelie-do. She God damn it. pumped him full of lead. God damn it. Yep. And I'm not going to... I'll pick it apart tomorrow, because I'm trying to save thing oh and i guess i should go i should retroactively go back and i'm I'm just gonna share this all with you because we have a section called doys about things we are wrong about and we don't have 14 hours to go through all the doys that this 
fucking episode would have engendered, including the entire thing I talked about in made Hannah's head blow up with boringness about the crazy theories from yesterday. But I think that what I want to say about this whole thing is I had been banking a lot on the fact that when Henry first went to his bedroom, because remember it was in the first episode, I said, Oh my God, there was a chess piece. There was a chess piece in the, Mm -hmm. in his bedroom. I saw him pick it up. I went back Mm -hmm. and I can't find that scene. But I also don't think I'm okay. crazy because I don't think I'm that dumb that I would have missed it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we also know that he found a chess piece in the fridge, right? Right. And it seems like the plan just came to Ruth after the neurologist appointment. Right. At least that's what the show kind of tried to make it seem like. Right. So maybe there's a little bit of hope that there is some timey-wimey stuff going on and it's not just Alzheimer's. Yes. But that's that's my thing. But I don't I don't yeah. I don't think that it's likely, but I also know that I was <laughs> I was in my I was supposed to be swimming. I had spent a whole bunch of time cutting down weeds, having my face fall off more than it usually does. Blah blah blah. Got in the pool. What did I want to do? Swim around in the swimming pool? Negative. I just looked up episode 1 on my phone trying to watch it in the sun glare to see a goddamn chess piece in his bedroom. That's what I did. Uh, but yeah, I'm... I I spent a lot of time thinking about Castle Brock. I'm unconvinced. I'm I'm uncon I'm unconvinced obviously because I want to be unconvinced but I think the it was a beautiful episode it was a heartbreaking ending yeah. also beautiful because they didn't bring up a bunch of stuff the stuff that they introduced and we'll talk about it tomorrow night was yeah. meaningful but I also believe that certainly wasn't a bottle episode. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of comparisons to the episode of Lost where this one of my favorite characters in Lost, Desmond, was like flipping around through time and everything like that. And and the hmm. the thing in Lost that they said, the, the nerdy scientist guy said, you have to have a constant. Find a constant. Yeah. That way, you, no matter where you are, you'll have a, a thing. And the chess pieces were... Ruth's constant, whether they were constant or not. The thing that bothers me almost more than Pangborn maybe being dead, and I don't know, we can't dig too deeply into this. I don't feel like this is a horror show. Right. At all. Because I don't... They've got three episodes now to... I mean, you know the list of questions. I mean, they answered a couple of them, but now there's a bunch more. Yeah. they got three episodes to wrap yeah. this up. You know... No, I, I I do, and I try not to, and I'm not trying to be one of those people who is like, this isn't horror because this, but there's not a lot of what, what I would call traditional horror elements so far, Mm-mm. more of a, you know, vaguely supernatural seeming murdery show at this point. Yeah. Not that murder isn't horrific, but, but yeah, there's been the... no overt horror elements in my view. No. The there and not that I'm looking for a bunch of jump scares because that's not the definition of it. No, but but some not at all. Some I mean, getting locked in a in a podcast booth. Yeah, I guess that's kind of you know scary. But I don't know. I, I yeah. 
They need to... That, that was part of what was kind of disappointing about this episode for me, too. It was so very relatably human and not displaced from kind of a normal human occurrence in a way in at all. It Yeah, it almost made me feel like... Like, by the end of the episode, I was pretty much ready to say, okay, she just has Alzheimer's. Yeah. And this was an entire episode about just how sad that is. It Yeah. It's a, so. It was a beautiful portrayal of it. I would assume, not being flipped, but since I don't... It's I what know. I would assume would happen, with one very big exception, a very, very, very big exception that is another one of those things that makes me believe that it's more than it was, or that it seemed to be. Mm-hmm. She was not reliving her memories. She was watching herself experience them and those are two very different things and you made a very big point last recap that how could henry see himself look at himself right so that's that's right that's not how we experience memory so the other thing that kind of gave me a tiny bit of hope and i won't get too much into it is that she hasn't really forgotten anything at all she remembers things with incredible clarity yeah you know, and I feel like at least in the experiences with Alzheimer's that I've had in my life, of course, I'm not sitting inside someone's head, that there is just a loss of those experiences altogether. Yeah. Not even being able to recollect them. They're there. Let alone so vividly and perfectly to the point where you remember where something very important is because of going back in those memories. So. Well, here's a little... I don't know. If you can't remember something... Hit yourself on the butt for a while, and you'll probably remember. Like, just add that can't be a real thing. Get, try it next time you forget something. It's like, yeah, write us, you, write us an email if you do this. And because, and you know what else? If you get the hiccups, either get a straw or have somebody help you and drink seven sips of water with your fingers in your ears, and the hiccups will go away. Huh? I've heard stuff. many a, a remedy for hiccups in my day, like eat a spoonful of peanut butter or. Drink a glass of water upside down, which is a great way to drown. Just yeah, no, that's so waterboarding. Knows. That's that's literally that's what waterboarding is. Don't don't do that. No. It's just a it's a Darwin test. <laughs> um, this was a rough. That's what one. using a neti pot is waterboarding. Oh, I can't do that uh, either. No, no, no. I, I tried once and I almost died, and I will never try again. Yeah. So I don't want us to just have to like see how hard we can punch each other in the face, you know, for. 20 more minutes about how sad we are because I am optimistic that anybody that could craft an episode as good as the queen was and Mm -hmm. leave me absolutely fucking gutted with that shot of the chess pieces at the end. Yes. Oh, Oh, which we will, which we will totally talk about tomorrow too. But yeah, congrats, Castle Rock team. I mean, it was really just a very well done episode. I do feel like the tone of it and the feel of it was so much different than the rest of the series so far. But it was undeniably a, a great hour of television. It really was, and it certainly made me like and respect Ruth as a character much more. I, so if she ends up playing a lesser role from now on, because obviously something in, in her life and with her situation has dramatically changed, I think she got a hell of a run. She really did. And I think that that she's going to have to play a big piece near the end because mm-hmm. she's going to remember what she forgot, mm-hmm. which 
if you'll remember in The Shining, Danny remembered what Jack forgot. That was at the end of The Shining when Jack needed to dump the boiler. It was because Danny remembered what Jack forgot. There's right. stuff, like you just said, there's stuff in Ruth's head that needs to come out. Absolutely. Now, I will tell you, though, on the plus, 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 plus side, because this is the quick take episode, mm-hmm. Teresa Z from Texas, she sent us an email at castlerockhistorical at gmail.com. And I'm going to read it to you because she's the best and everything about it is on point, I think. So, Teresa right. from Texas says, OMG... I cried so hard at the end. Us I, too, Teresa! Yeah, we feel you. I loved this episode. It filled in some gaps and left others wide open, like what the heck is happening with Henry? Where did Wendell go? Is he okay? Why did Molly leave? She knows where the spare key is. Guess we'll have to wait. Oh, she knows where the spare key is. She could have just gone in. What was she knocking on? Oh, Teresa, boom! So it turns well, out. Well, because now- the kid fucking took the key. Next question. Oh, fine. Well, take that then, Teresa. I was on your side, but Hannah just shut us down bad on that one. No, fine. It's, it's not you guys I'm grieving, okay? That's just fine. <laughs> I thought for sure he had the bullets, too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Teresa. So it turns out Matthew Diva was crazy and or bad or both. The kid is now somehow Matthew Deaver, huh? Although, looking back, he did play a hymn on the piano in the shed and said, now I remember everything. He does. He is. And finally, a tiny question from episode five. When Molly is setting up the air mattress in her second floor office space for the kid to sleep on, she mentions there's no shower. However, when we next see the kid, he's completely naked, standing in front of Jackie Diane while she fondles his pocket knife. If there's no shower, why'd he take his clothes off? Is he a nudist? Was it just for Hannah? I just added that part. Was he warm? Also, where did he get a pocket knife? Why did he carve that tiny figure? Did y'all I went to another place when Teresa typed fondle, but (laughs) I came back at pocket knife. Did y'all notice? I... No, I definitely thought that, but, like, maybe there's a bathtub, but not a shower. Or maybe he took a horse bath in the sink. That's what they call it, right? When you just, like, in the sink. Benjamin Franklin just hung around in his house naked and called it an air bath. That's a little historical fact for you. And then she says... Not being naked, ew, with the air bath concept. (laughs) Did y'all notice he always stands with his left shoulder much higher than his right? He does it when he's nude, and he does it in the living room when he's talking to Ruth in episode 7. He's definitely asymmetrical. Like, if a a chiropractor at the state fair saw him walking by, they'd be like, Hey, come in here so we can sell you some adjustments, buddy. Yeah, I did make a stupid quippy note that the kid walks weird. Yeah, he walks weird. And he does. It's like he learned to walk from Michael from Halloween. He's slow as shit. Yeah. The guards talk about him walking in circles, and Mm -hmm. it made me think about, like, when an animal is wounded or whatever. If they're walking in a circle, they've got, like, a balancey issue or whatever. Oh, yeah. You're right. I don't know what the reason for that could possibly be, I other than, like, mild muscle atrophy from being in a cage for 27 years. But, yeah, I've noticed that, too. I have no idea what the significance is, though. Hmm. And then she closes with... No insight. It's the nicest thing we've ever got. Well, we've gotten some nice things, but this is my favorite nice thing right now. That's all I have for now. Hannah, you're a rock star. Acadia, you're a blissful breeze. I sound like... Teresa, we love you. Yes, you're a we rock love star. you the most. You are a castle rock star. And I sound like a lipstick shade or chapstick flavor. Blissful breeze. 
I thought air freshener, but yeah. Well, it could be all. Those you know, things. this this may be my favorite email so far because it compliments both of us in the same same email. It's Damn often straight. either one or the other. It's very polarizing. You guys are putting yeah, a wedge between us. No, the, I'm just the, kidding. No, but not really. But yeah, the 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 meetings are always a big problem. <laughs> yeah. We've got like this chalkboard with awkward tally marks about yep. who's who's polling better with the audience. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, but so yeah, I, I think those are good questions, Teresa. I wish we knew. I'm too busy crying to contemplate. Actually, that. I'm just gonna tack on to one thing with the uh, if he if there was no shower, the fuck he have soap to carve a figure out of. Yeah, they gave him a bar of soap, so there must just be a bathtub. Yeah, I don't know. Or something. Well, now that's my biggest mystery because I'm in total avoidance because I know I'm going to have to watch the goddamn episode again. And honestly, Hannah, you've watched the show like 15 times. Did Henry see the chess piece in his room or am I nuts? I never noticed that. God damn it. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know if you've generated a false memory or How or could what, I? It was the first episode. The, I, I don't know. But we do see a chess piece before the implementation Before of Ruth's supposed died. system. I think like, in the I think we're led to believe that she starts that all up pretty much when she gets back from the neurologist. Right. Like the first person she tells is Wendell. Is Wendell. She never even yeah. told Alan what it was. All right. Nope. Well, I guess I'll stick with the fridge one, even though I know I'm not crazy. Well, at least not because of that. So thank I you. Think you're crazy. Teresa in Texas. Thank you, Hannah, for, helping me get through it sorry to everybody for uh me being so wrong and also um maybe no one's going to listen this far to the end of the episode but i don't think i really ever paid close attention or really let it sink in or maybe even knew that this entire storyline has to wrap up in three episodes it's not castle rocks and anthology they're saying specifically it's going to be more like if you had to compare it it's more like fargo than lost because Fargo does, uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, one storyline per. So I don't know. Or American Horror Story. Yeah, yeah, and and American Horror Story now. Ooh, that could be good foreshadowing there, Hannah. American Horror <laughs> Story now does callbacks because it's a shared universe. And I guess the thing, if I'm going to do a tease for um, one of my themes for next, the 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 actual recap that we're going to do tomorrow night, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people were hoping for the MCU but they're going to have to be content with the worlds of DC as far as Castle Rock is concerned. So anybody that's familiar with comic book movies which are 99% of all the movies that are made now, you'll probably know what I mean and if you don't I will explain it. Think of that. Yep. Well (laughs) She's so sad you guys. Super bummed. I can't decide if I'm more bummed about Pangborn or the fact that I feel like my ideas for the show that they're going to be significantly different at this point, you know. But I am excited to get punched in the face with a bunch of exposition over the next three episodes because they got a lot to wrap up. Yeah, and I'm telling you right now, if Mrs. Lacey doesn't come back, I don't know, I'm going to buy AMC so that I'm in charge of Walking Dead and kill off Daryl in the first goddamn episode of the next season. That's how mad I'll be so then all the Walking Dead people can feel how I feel. That's how you fix the fucking timeline. He sucks. Hey, no, 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 no. Not Daryl. Not Daryl. The the sheriff guy's the one who sucks. Rick. Sorry. Yeah, see? Yeah, Rick. That's what I'm saying. I read the comics way back when. 
it, the I, show bored the hell out of me and I couldn't watch it. But everybody loves Daryl, so if I kill Daryl, everyone will be mad like I'm mad. If you can't bring yourself up, bring everybody else down. That's my motto. <laughs> Misery loves company. That's so. right. Oh, everybody, thank you for helping us through this difficult time. And uh, tune in tomorrow when uh, we talk about this episode in depth. And, I mean, because I'm... I'm I gotta watch it again so great I'll chop a lot of onions while I'm doing yeah. it and uh if you heard a sweet commercial at the beginning of the show it's because I have a surprise for everybody and there was a sweet commercial and Hannah's gonna have some too pretty soon because I didn't get the idea until late this afternoon so it's a surprise that I just ruined ah uh, well <laughs> thank you Hannah <sighs> yep Everybody go and pour one out for our good buddy Pangborn. I feel like he's a Budweiser guy. I don't oh, know why I feel that way. I just do. Because you're right. You so. know you're right. Yeah! The first... You know he drinks a Bud Heavy. Yep. Yes, he does. <laughs> Probably a pounder, too, in a can. That would be the best. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, With the stars and stripes on it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Send yeah. us emails if you feel so inclined. We'll talk about them on the air. They give us warm fuzzies. It's a lot of fun to hear what you guys think. We did put up a list of all of the questions as of the end of episode six on Superficial Gallery for you guys to peruse. I think probably about five or six of those have now been knocked off because of episode seven. But but we would love to hear your thoughts if you have any speculation on any of them or if you think we should add some questions to it. Absolutely. You can comment on the post and we will encourage you to do so. As a matter of fact... I'll put a big fat link to that post in the post for this show. So there you go. Also, um, email, I mean, uh, Twitter, Hannah is at Hannah Selector. I'm at Acadia. And we like to talk to people there too. Although Hannah's becoming quite a Twitter star now. So I don't know. She might be too busy. You know how it is. She's pretty Yeah, man. Sometimes I get 10 likes on a whole tweet. It blows my mind. In a row? Whoa. Not me. I only yeah, get on that when day. someone confuses me with Acadia University. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, the GMC Acadia. <laughs> Bye, All right, everybody. guys. Try and cheer up before tomorrow. Yeah, we'll do our we best will. to to pull some some wheat out of this misery chaff tomorrow night. Okay. Bye. Bye. This shit stops now. <laughs>